Welcome to this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass Live, the show which ensures that you profit from your time spent here with experts, either through their industry insights, information, or simply learning from them. And today we have Robin Landa. She's a creative expert in creative advertising, branding, graphic design, and social media. And she's an author and distinguished professor and several things more. Welcome to the show, Robin. Thank you so much. I really, I'm honored to be here with you. Thank you. Same here, same here. It's a pleasure to be, to have you on the show, Robin. And you know, especially when we are talking about the ideas, the new art of ideas we'll talk about. So firstly, you know, as they, as they say, uh, new, an idea can change your life and a good idea can change the world. That's what I, I think. And we will be talking about ideas. But my first question in today's time, for today's understanding, Robin, is that what is a good idea in today's time? What is creativity in today's time? Is asking a good question on chat GPT or typing a good question on Google, is that a good idea? What is a good idea? Several things at the same time so that, you know, you respond at your own pace and both because they are all interlinked. Great, thank you. Well, I, I think my definition of a good idea is one that's worthwhile, that one that not only benefits uh, a corporation or a brand, but benefits people and the planet. I think at this point, we're in an inflection point that anything that we do, we really have to think about what the impact is on, on society, on individuals, creatures, and the planet. And creativity really, I think, um, and it depends on who we're talking about. So creativity for fine artists or for musicians or for writers is very different than creativity for people in business. Because in business, we don't have the luxury of communicating to a small group of people or, or um, our, our creativity has to be strategic. We really have to think about the audience, how it resonates with the audience. If it's relevant to people, will they share it? Will they understand it? Will it communicate quickly? So it's very important that creativity in business and branding and advertising be strategic creativity and not just the kind of creativity that we think about when we watch something like um, La Boheme, the opera La Boheme, where we see artists in their garret creating. It's, it's very different. And then you asked me something about typing in a question to Google. Yes, yes. Because a lot of things that we call creative is also being created by artificial uh, intelligence. So how does that work in today's time? Well, I think anything that's fed into artificial intelligence that comes out was fed in by somebody, a group of people, a team of people. I think at this point, um, the AI is, is really, really terrific for doctors, for, for people who are radiologists to help a radiologist look at uh, a scan or an x-ray or a slide and, and maybe see what the radiologist is missing or the pathologist is missing as a kind of assist. I think it's also still an assist for all of us. We're not at the point yet where the AI is going to take over in terms of complete creative thinking. In fact, 
my husband, who is a, a physician, was playing around with one of the one of the um, AI software platforms, and he said there were a lot of mistakes in it. It wasn't it wasn't infallible at this point. So I think we're not there yet, but maybe soon. Right, right. Uh, so, uh, Robin, to understand now, you we talked about idea, we talked about creativity. When a good idea is one which is good for the planet, and creativity in business is different. And you also talk about DEI, and uh, that can help in ideas generation. All those things. Now, can idea and creativity go hand in hand? in today's time, looking at today's businesses. How does it work in today's time? A good idea may be good for the planet, but it may not be a good idea for the business. How do you look at this? Because a good idea nowadays gets you paid only, by, only when it can be paid by some business. A good idea will just otherwise uh, die as a good idea never to be uncovered or you know known to the world how does it work yes i think what we have to think about or what i think about is the triple bottom line so we're not thinking only as in the old days about profit but about people planet and profit and so profit has to be in there as you said otherwise uh, a, a, a corporation a company a brand isn't really going to be on board, although they do do efforts, they do do foundations, they do uh, work for nonprofits, they they cooperate with with organizations and social causes. But everything can't be money loss, right? It has to be profit there. But we also have to think about that triple bottom line, how it impacts people. Is it sustainable? What are are there methods that we can use that are that are tax free, that are clean energy, that are green energy, that are that are renewable energy? So there there are different ways to go about it. I think, but I think the days of only thinking about profit should be over in my mind. And you brought up DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion. I'm a very strong advocate of diversity, equity, inclusion. I think you get much better ideas when you have a diverse group of people working on something. When you get multiple perspectives, you get perspectives from different people and you must avoid groupthink. You never wanna have just the same kind of people sitting around a table discussing an idea or generating an idea. I really think it's very important that every company, every band um, have inclusive, diverse teams. Right, right. Because we are talking about how to create ideas, the new art of, you know, creating ideas. Now, I, you are a very special master uh, for me. You see, you are an expert in advertising, creative advertising, branding, graphic design and social media. So that's the business part of it. You are a creativity group. And you have written 20, more than 20 books, you know, in your field of expertise. As well as you are a teacher, distinguished professor of the Michael Graves College, Kane University, USA. And you have earned several awards in design, writing, and research. And Carnegie Foundation lists you as the greatest teachers 
of our time. When you look at all these things together, how do you want to look at these questions of idea creation and creativity as a teacher or somebody who is advising the industry? How does, what is a good idea in today's time? You already said that about the planet, but how does a student understand it? Because I may understand it differently, but a person who is just, you know, starting out in his career, who wants to build a career, but is also passionate about the world, also passionate about social media, also passionate about building a good future. How does he get to creating a good idea, a worthwhile idea, which cannot be, should not be shunned away? I have a new framework, um, which I've created because I've taught, as you said, for many, many years. And the students that I teach go into the creative side of advertising and branding. And so they have to generate ideas, unique ideas every day, all day. And that, that's a tall order. That's a lot to do. And the methods that exist, there hasn't really been a new method since the mid 20th century. And so I've been teaching a certain my own way of generating ideas and the students have been doing so well and and, and almost everybody's employed that i thought i have to really codify this for other people and so here it is here's my framework for generating ideas it's called the three g's you have a goal a gap and a gain and the goal is pretty easy to understand it's what you want to achieve and a lot of people think that the goal is the idea, but it's not. It's just one of the parts that will create, that will help you generate an idea. The gap is really critical. And the gap comes about, how I understand the gap is something that's missing. And this could be almost anything in any discipline. It could be a missing piece of research. It could be not addressing a certain group of people, not addressing uh, an underserved audience. It could be really anything, a method that should be tested or retested, a more sustainable method, as I mentioned, a process or a system that's not yet been examined, um, a way to address the world's chronic problems like unsheltered people, homelessness, the lack of clean water, all of these things are gaps that have not been addressed. And when scholars, when academics do research, what we first do is what's called a literature review. We look at what's been done. And what we're looking for, as well as what's been done, is what's not been done. What's the gap? And in branding and in advertising, you always want to find that gap in the consumer's mind. You want to find that gap. You want to differentiate yourself. So if you think about the gap, it's really very, very important, no matter what discipline you're talking about. Then there's the gain. And the gain comes into where it's the triple bottom line. I think an idea is worthwhile when it benefits either individuals or, or society or the planet or creatures, I think it has, there has to be a gain, a benefit in there for the company and for others. So altogether, 
if you think about a goal, a gap, and a gain, you can get a worthwhile idea. Right, right, Robin. There are certain things even in, in you know, uh, advertising. You want business people to know the creative side of advertising and uh, CMOs about the creative side of branding. What is it that you want them to know? Why do you want them to know uh, about these things? I think there's, um, talk about gaps. I think that there's a gap in uh, business education. When somebody gets an MBA or a Bachelor of Science degree in marketing or business or business management, very little attention is paid to, as you said, creative thinking. And they really have to understand what we do, what the creative professionals do in order to get the most from us in order to get the most for their brand, the most for their company. And if you haven't studied it, it's really hard to understand because what people tend to do is default to a very safe solution, to one that they've seen right. before, right? To something that the other guy did. In fact, I was just writing an article this morning about I'll have what he's having, right? You see something is successful, yeah. you wanna do it too. And that's not, a good strategy at all. The greatest risk is playing it safe because in, a, in an environment, 24-7 environment where people can get information and entertainment in a connected world anytime, your message has to really stand out. It can't be average. It can't be pedestrian. And so I think that CMOs and CEOs really need to understand what is, as you're saying, what is really a creative solution? what will resonate, what will be relevant to people. And that's a kind of a missing piece. Right. So if they don't understand as much as they should about the creative side of ideas, then how do I create an original idea? Should it be an idea which confirms to their, as, I, as you said, I will have what he is or she is having? How do you create worthwhile ideas? And you talk about unlocking your creative potential. How do I do that? Isn't it better that I keep that creative person in, you know, inside somewhere else hidden and only can become a confirmist if I need to be alive and earning my bread and butter? How do you do that in today's time? I think you, you really do need brave clients who understand that creative professionals are trained in a particular way. And if you're not going to let us do what we know how to do really well, then you're missing out on something. And I've worked with clients where they're trying to guide it very specifically into a, a safer solution or one that they've seen before or, or something that they feel would be safe. I mean, they don't want to lose their job, right? That, that, that's an issue. So I think it's very important for creative professionals to give a rationale, a really good rationale as to how this will benefit the brand, how this relates to the target audience. Why will people find this of interest? Why will it be relevant to their lives? And I think you start with an insight, an insight into the people that you're aiming at, who you're aiming at, because it's that insight that we as creative professionals start with before we get the idea. 
you have to start with, well, you have to start with the creative brief. You have to start with all the information and you have to listen very carefully to your client because they know their brand and they know their company better than you do. So you have to listen really, really well, but you don't want them to dictate the idea because then there's no point in having you, then you're just executing their idea. So you go from the brief, which gives you all the information and hopefully it's a rich, good brief and you find an insight into the audience and into the brand, and then you start idea generation. Right, right. And how do I build habits that can lead to creative ideas? If I if I assume that I can unlock my creativity and still be, you know, living well in this world that we are in. I think anybody can build their creative potential. One major way, one, one characteristic, one trait of, of naturally or, or creative people who've been trained that way is to be curious. To be curious not only about your own discipline, but about many things. And that it's that curiosity that makes you more mindful, that makes you a better listener, that makes you learn more. So the more you expand your body of knowledge, the more connections you can make among things. And that kind of leads to, to ideas as well. It's very important as you are up to be a mindful listener, right? So the reason you have a great podcast is you are a great listener and you listen, right? To what your guests say so that you can respond. I, I have to listen to Robin, at least anybody, any other listener can still make do without listening. But if I don't, how do I ask a subsequent question it's unscripted you've got to listen if i got to ask another question but you're but you're a mindful listener meaning you're looking you're listening to learn right you're listening so that you can be analytical and critical and creative in response so that's already a great characteristic of creative thinkers to be a mindful listener and also to be a mindful observer really look Right. Not just you walk into a room and like, oh, that's a table, that's a chair, that's a person. But you really look and you can learn a lot from looking at the world very carefully. And um, another great one. And this is great if you have listeners who have kids. When you sit around the dinner table, ask every go around the table and have everybody start with what if. What if is a kind of magical question? What if we could be invisible? What if we as people could fly the way birds do? What if we could snap our fingers and be in a different space? Right. So this what if question is a question that a lot of great science fiction writers use to imagine different worlds, different scenarios. Um, you can do it in another way. You can say, if only, if only I could uh, jump 20 feet from here to there, right? So if only is not about regrets, but it's also about positing possible scenarios. So those are great ways to unlock your creativity. And another thing to do is to never say to yourself, I'm not creative. So you wanna get rid of any negative self-talk because that doesn't help at all. That only shuts things down. But to open up to possibilities, learn more, try different things. Um, let somebody else take you to a room in a museum you never go to. Let somebody else select a film or a book to read. So 
all of those things can help you unlock your creativity. Right, Robin. Right. Now, coming back to, you know, creativity in a different form about writing, you have written more than 20 books. Today, any person who has a bit of thinking can write several books by using artificial intelligence. Artificial intelligence is everywhere. Uh, it's in writing. Even you can create image. You can visualize. You can write those words and image can come in. And there is a lot of thinking among a lot of people whether that can lead to their job loss or because industry is getting that option. So artificial intelligence is in that line. Amidst all these things, how do you still be creative? What is it that, you know, uh, artificial intelligence cannot do? How do you stay relevant as a creative person, as a person who have got independent ideas? Because they would need industry. Uh, industry can have options. Maybe not in that form, but maybe artificial intelligence will a new version can create something which industry can increasingly use and have options. At these times, how does creativity exist in the real form as it should be? I'm asking you as a you are a professor. Now artificial intelligence is coming in even in research projects and all that stuff. So people, even if they don't say yes, but the fact is that many will be tempted to make their lives easier perhaps it's that's why perhaps in the us they have banned or not allowed to use in schools and all that if i understand if i've read that use correctly how do you see that how do we stay relevant as creative person amidst this i would uh, i don't want to use this word but amidst this onslaught of so much of ai suddenly coming into our lives I think it, it's always scary, right? We're always worried about how um, anything automated will take over jobs. And I think that right now, uh, and I'm not, I, want, I just want to say that I'm not an expert in artificial intelligence. I understand that the way the average citizen who's reading everything about it understands it. I do think that as I understand it from my husband in medicine right now, it's used to assist, right? To assist doctors as, as a support system. Right. And I think that's where we're at right now in terms of creative arts or whether somebody's using it to write a term paper or, or to write a novel, it's still not going to match a great thinker or even a very good thinker. It's going to be okay. And there's going to be, going to be mistakes. Um, so I think we shouldn't be nervous about it, but really explore it and get to understand it better and see how it can help us in terms of progress rather than fear it. Okay. Okay. In terms of progress rather than fearing. But the good part is that, you know, uh, or, or we can say this this uh, artificial intelligence does not need any motivation. They can keep in working all day, all night at any speed. But humans do. And I find you have been doing so many things uh, till now that, you know, I sometimes wonder how what is has been your motivation to achieving so many things as an expert, as a professor, 
as an author. How have you been doing this? What is your motivation? How do people, what can people on the creative line, somebody who wants to create new ideas, can be expert in branding, advertising and all that stuff, get motivated. How can they stay motivated and lead a life which is fulfilling? I, I think, I mean, I love to work. I love to write. I don't see it as, as work. I mean, I see, you know, when I have to do grading or I have to submit reports for the university, that's work to me. That That's not that fun. I really don't like grading at all. <laughs> but when I'm writing, I'm creating. And yeah. um, if, if your listeners have ever read anything about the creative process, endorphins start to flow in your brain when you are concentrating. And it's whether um, what we call a flow. So if I'm writing or I'm designing or I'm thinking, um, it feels good. And so I like to keep doing it. And I really just, I'm just so, as I said before, I'm so curious and I'm so interested in people and in thinking and in how we uh, navigate the world that for me, it's a joy to, to stay interested and to learn and to read. And I mean, every morning when I get up, I, I try to read the New York Times as thoroughly as I can. And if I've not having fun there, I'll go to the Washington Post or I'll go to New York Magazine. I mean, I really read as much as I can to understand what people are doing and thinking and feeling. Right. Doing and thinking and feeling. This is such an important word in today's time, uh, Robin. It's not an easy thing. And, and a lot of this empathy and feeling is gone in today's time. I just want to understand that, you know, as a writer, a writer has to feel, and that's why it's very important for you, for anybody as a writer. But you have achieved so much uh, up till now. What keeps it you going? What is it that you feel, not for just for not for yourself, but for others, for the pattern that you carry? What is it that you uh uh, that you want to achieve now? Where is it that you want to go from here? Uh, because you are going very, very strong indeed at the moment, as I can see it. I'm, I'm starting to explore new areas. Um, right now, I'm uh, co-authoring a book about creative advertising with Greg Braun, who's a retired global chief creative officer of Commonwealth McCann. And I'm writing a book about careers for young professionals. And it's really about purpose. And all of us think about what's our purpose here, right? What's our purpose in life? And I've always found that part of my purpose is to lead with compassion, as you said, empathy. And I'll go even a step further with compassion to really try to be compassionate about what other people, their situations, their context, what, what, what their lives are like. And that gives me purpose and it gives me purpose to help people. I, I really am so excited when my students, and we have about 98% employment in my program at the university, which is extraordinary. Uh, when they're out there and they're creating Super Bowl ads or they're creating branding campaigns and they're happy and successful human beings in a great profession, that, that motivates me, that gives me joy, that keeps me going. Wonderful. Wonderful, Robin. It's a pleasure to talk to you and learn so many things. I'm sure uh, it will be a happy thing for me to have you as many times as possible as we go by 
uh, in the future. Thank you so much indeed. Indeed. Thank you. With this, it's a wrap on this very special edition of the KJ Masterclass. Thank you so much. Thank you.